Here we go, shop time three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Second time we did the intro because Shime screwed up the first one. What's up, Shime? How you doing, buddy? Always good for one screw up. Mutt, I'm wonderful. How are you? Uh, we're doing good. we a day closer to football, week from Thursday. we get got Thursday Night Football, week one of the college football season. Uh, this weekend, week uh, two of the NFL season, or week one of the NFL season next week. Uh, I'm pumped up. I am pumped up, Chris Shime. You should be too. We got football right around the corner. Pal. I am fired up. It's Labor Day weekend. It's my favorite time of the year. This is this, September might be my favorite month of the year. So I am uh, I am very thrilled. It's right there at the top of the list. It's right there. Uh, yeah, yeah, like that August, September, October. That, that stretch is is pretty good. That stretch is pretty good. November yep. is pretty good with Thanksgiving. And a bunch of football there, too. Uh, but September has got a very good argument uh, to be there at the top of the list. We'll have a week, uh, well, a month of uh, Red Sox baseball in September. But more importantly, we'll be locked and loaded on the football. Uh, we'll get to a football question for Shime in a Ooh. second. Uh, Red Sox last night scored five runs. That is more than four and a half. Shime, that is a Woo! winner. Good job by Red Sox. podcast at plus 110. Of course, they lost in embarrassing fashion when Verdugo Made a terrible error that led to a grand slam for Nick Gordon, but that's the matter because we cashed our bet. Who cares? Yeah, right. And Shine cashed his. Minnesota wins. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, it'll be Michael Waka, who by far has been the Red Sox best pitcher in 2022, which sums up uh, their season in a nutshell right there. Nine and one, an ERA under three. And of course, he's only signed to a one year deal, Shine. Not even one of these James Paxson deals. The Red Sox have his rights for year two. So he's going to have like a 10 win season, ERA in the threes, and go make. A bunch of money somewhere else, not here in Boston. But Correct. he pitches tonight against the Twins, against a very good pitcher, Joe Ryan. Uh, Red Sox are minus 190 on the run line tonight at plus one and a half runs. Over-under is eight. Uh, no movement on either way in there. And the money line is plus 100 for your Red Sox shine. We'll start with you. I think stand out for Red Sox and Twins that the Sox try to avoid uh, a three-game sweep here against the Twins. Yeah, uh, so the num- so it's it's a bummer because the, the prop oh. that I want is minus 150. Um, so I haven't been able to decide if I actually want to give out that prop because I got it's just it's such bad juice that it's like sometimes it's not even worth it. But the the prop that I'm referring to is the Michael Walker over strikeouts prop at three and a half. Oh yeah, uh, I, I absolutely love that. He hasn't he hasn't struck out less than four batters since June 11th. Is or, I'm sorry, no, he did it June 28th. He only struck out two, but every other time since then, in between June and August, he has struck out five, seven, nine, four, six. Like, even last his last outing, I had a strikeout prop, and he gave up three runs of the first inning, and I said, uh-oh, he might come out of this game early. Instead, he went six innings and struck out six. And so, like, I, I just, I, I don't see how Waka goes under four strikeouts. It's so just the I minus just, 150 is very tough to give It's stupid. Out. I love this number. It's just, unfortunately, unbelievably juiced. Um so I think what I'll do is I'm just gonna I'm gonna run it back with the Minnesota Twins money line. I think ever since Heim Bloom said he'd give a hundred dollars to the Jimmy Fund for every Red Sox win from that moment, they're going to win uh-huh. a stupidly small amount of games, uh, which is just hilarious uh, uh, on our part. So I am gonna go with the uh, the Twins minus one twenty tonight. Yeah, that, I'm sure Bloom would like to have that one back. That was not a uh, I'm sure doing the math in his head, maybe it sounded good, but for a guy who makes a lot of money. Uh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not one to poke at someone's generosity, but $100 no. a win for, you know, 10 more wins, whatever they're going to get, you know, I think he could have uh, done better and, and done what Alex Gore did, which is you do it for doubles and whatever. Uh, I'm with you. I'm, I'm sort of leaning Minnesota here, and the guy I want to bet on is John Ryan. 
Okay. Uh, John Ryan has gone five, five, five and a third, six and a third, six innings his Joe last Ryan. five starts. Joe Ryan, I'm sorry. Uh, Joe Ryan has gone uh, more than five innings his last five starts. He has gone more than five innings in uh, seven of his last eight starts. Uh, and I think he has been really good this year. He's got really one blip on the radar uh, going back the last two months uh, as far as bad starts go. He is plus 150 to record a win. I think if they're going to win tonight, Joe Ryan can go the distance or at least get to a qualifying position. So I'm leaning towards the Twins, but I'm going to take Joe Ryan at plus 150 to get the win chime. So you're you're okay. paying more. You're paying more here. Um, but my guess is that against the Red Sox lineup, final game of a three-game series, uh, they got to come home to the Rangers this weekend. Like, are they going to – based on what I've seen the last couple of nights, I'm not sure a lock in this Red Sox team is. Um, given the errors by Verdugo on the base pass, the error last night, Devers forgetting any outs there were. So I'm going to select, uh, or I'm going to select, I'm, I'm going to b- uh, pick here today and probably tonight uh, on the pregame show, uh, Red Sox to lose to Joe Ryan, but Joe Ryan's got to get the win at plus 150. That's okay. my bet tonight. I like it. That's a if, good way to go. If, if they bump up Walker's strikeout thing, so uh, strikeout to four total, and a half, which is what over. they're going to, at some point they're going to do it. They they're not going to let right? this thing sit at three and a half. So, I think at four and a half, uh, at, at, at you know, my, let's call it minus one ten, minus one fifteen, that's a very playable number. But as of right now, I'm with you. I'm looking at DK, which is what we focus on here because uh, until we go legal in Massachusetts, it's what most of our our betters are betting. Uh, I don't know what the number is on FanDuel. Maybe it's better there. I'll check. Uh, but on DK minus three, minus one fifty, I I can't give it out. And I I know there there are, are people in the in the industry that give out picks and just like give themselves check mark winners. Like it's just yeah we don't can't, do that here. I can't lay the minus one fifty, so I'll take Joe Ryan at plus one fifty to get the win. So it looks like on Fanduel that the um, Michael Walker strikeouts line isn't even listed. Okay, maybe they do it a little bit later. I don't look there. Trust me. Once we go legal in Mass, will be these will all be on a browser tab and have to go through and refresh and all this stuff because that'll be the goal of trying to find the best lines when there are you know, hopefully as many as twelve books to choose from. Here in Massachusetts. Uh, until then, uh, this is what we have in front of us. Uh, so shop around anytime we make these picks. Uh, I'll take Joe Ryan at plus 150 to get the win. You will take the Twins to get the victory here tonight. Correct. That minus 120 on the money line. Um, any changes? We'll have an update during the Red Sox pregame show. For now, that's what I'll stand on. We'll try to make it two in a row at the Red Sox scored five runs last night. Meanwhile, a Patriot cutdown day. I would say, Shime, no real surprises whatsoever. There's no Cam Newton got cut. Holy shnikes. Yeah. Uh, this were a bunch of guys that, okay, Trey Nixon flashed for a little bit early in camp. Okay, Devin Asiasi, a third-round pick. Like, a little Jordan Humphrey could probably be helpful. But there was nobody who really knocked my socks off that got cut from the Patriots. Quite frankly, around the league, it was not a really significant cut-down day, I didn't think. No, I, I think the most surprising one for me for the Patriots is probably Terrence Mitchell just because uh, now you are relying on two guys who have never really played outside corner that you want to now be permanently outside corners, plus a ton of guys with basically zero uh, professional experience between Sean Wade, Miles Bryant, uh, and Marcus and Jack Jones. Um, so it's it just it was a surprise to me in that there's no adult in that cornerback room anymore, um, and that is very uh, scary because this cornerback room does not. It, it seems more, as Andy Hart put it to me, seems more like a theory than it is an actual plan. Yeah, I, I would agree. N- nothing changes my. I, I guess from a from a DFS player prop standpoint. Um, I think you know JJ Taylor is someone that you know looked like it's at one point he could be a really useful third down back in the heir apparent to uh, James White, but him being cut 
probably means Ty Montgomery's a part of this thing, right? Like they trust that Ty Montgomery's going to get back. And I thought he looked good in training camp. For the yeah, uh, so clearly he's not going to be injured very long. Yeah. Um, my thought, though, is if he is injured at all, it is Ramondre Stevenson on third down all the time f- until Montgomery comes back season. So uh, just keep that in mind to start the season for you DFS players out there um, and and kind of just keep an eye on Montgomery on the IR because if er, – the I whatever the injury report because if he is in fact going to miss some time, Ramondre's value immediately shoots up. Yep, because he'll be the guy in on third down. Yep. So that'll be something to watch for next week because uh, I'm sure your know, Ty Montgomery's be listed at minimum price on DK for building out DFS lineups. And if he's active, there's probably a chance he has a role. I mean, everyone's talking about this basic Mac Jones offense of dump downs and check downs and. If Montgomery's going to be in there a lot, or Stevenson, who's you know definitely priced up and is going to be popular. He was a really popular uh, talking point over the summer during like best ball drafts and stuff. Yes, so he he, he will be you know somebody who's owned quite a bit. Montgomery might not be the first game he's active, so that'd be something to look at. But as far as the uh, our conversation from yesterday, and we'll continue to talk right up until opening night or opening afternoon about this on, on next Sunday. Nothing has changed, in my opinion. It's still an under bet, eight and a half. Would you like a? Uh, <laughs> would you like an interesting fact that I just found out from Doug Kyed? Sure, I like uh, that. Well, the Patriots. So after cutdown days, the yep. Patriots have ten rookies on their initial fifty-three man roster. Can you guess where they are on the oldest rosters in the NFL list? Uh. Uh, with, with ten rookies, middle of the pack somewhere. We have ten, you have ten rookies. Shine, you're somewhere in the middle that. of the pack. You'd yes. think that, right, Mutt? Yeah. Well, the Patriots are the second oldest roster in all of them. Really? Yes. After with only ten the... rookies and two undrafted guys. Yep. After only the Buccaneers, who is probably weighted because of Tom Brady. So there you go. <laughs> Devin McCourty's old. Old. Who are the other olds on this team? I guess Matt Judon considered an old yeah. on this team. Um, I mean, Adrian Phillips is no spring chicken anymore. He's what twenty nine or something like that. Um, your receiver, I mean, I guess your receivers are pretty young. Your tight ends aren't. I don't know. I don't know where all this age is coming from. I just don't. I don't see it. I guess Lawrence Larry Guy is a little old. Um, you know, Jonathan Jones is up there a little bit. I, I don't know. It's it, but that is per, per spot track. The Patriots have the second oldest. 53-man roster. All right, so the Bucks being old, that's not a big deal. Okay, nope. so Patriots too. I, I, it's interesting. I don't think it means that – it wouldn't affect, like, do I like the Patriots or not, but it is interesting. They have 10 rookies and are still the second oldest team. Do, we, do they have a list like – who's the top five? Uh, so the that? five oldest are the Bucks, Pats, Saints, Cardinals, and Bills. Yeah, I mean, all, all projected to be uh, somewhere in the yeah, – So it's not it's, – it's, again, I, I would say they made an effort to get young. And they're still old. And by the way, the turnover is going to be massive again next year. I was looking at, uh, speaking of uh, spot track, some of the, the salary stuff. They're going to have well over $100 million. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the Isaiah Wynn's going to come off the books. I doubt they'll bring him back. He's got $10 million there. I, I did hear Phil Perry saying he still might get traded, that there was some trade buzz for Isaiah Wynn, and teams wanted to bring him in as a one-year rental. Um, I know Kendrick Bourne's name got brought up. The pa- people call the Patriots on Kendrick Bourne. So uh, maybe they're not done making moves. Um, but for sure... Nothing happened yesterday. Made me think like, oh wow, this is way better than I thought. It's nothing at all. It's still an under bet. It is still very much an offensive work in progress. And I know you talked about that soft underbelly of the schedule yesterday, Mm -hmm. where they get like that Jets, Lions, Browns stretch. Yep. And Bears Um, to start. Yeah, they won't be very good to start the season. Like they they may get themselves going here, but those first four weeks. 
Dolphins, Steelers, Ooh. both on the road, right? Yep. Uh, Patriots at home against the Ravens, and then at the Packers. Like they may go four and zero that next stretch. They could easily be one and three. I mean, I, well, that's I, and, my thought. I I I fully expect them to be one and three or zero oh and four after those first four games. Like. I, I think people are underrating how good uh, the Steelers might be this year. I think, you know, I think Trubisky and Pickett have both actually looked really good. Um, well, here's, the, here's the issue. Like, and I, I, offense I wouldn't, is just so dynamic. I wouldn't claim to know a lot about the Packers front. I have to pay attention. Here's what I do know. The Dolphins have a really good front seven. The yep. Steelers have an awesome front seven. Yep. The Ravens have a really good front seven. Like, So you're facing yep. an offensive line that is, is a work in progress at best, an offense trying to find itself. Maybe they are by week five against the Lions. That's sort of where they get going, but you're trying to ramp it up against. I don't know. I love. I I should have pulled this up. I apologize. But like preseason, like defensive rankings. I'm sure Dolphins, Steelers, and Ravens. Green are Bay three also the, is going to be one of the top Green Bay five or ten defenses in football this year. Those are four top ten defenses, right? Basically, I I would def- you get them in the first say, month. I would oh. say absolutely for uh, the Dolphins and the Steelers, uh, and then I, I think the Packers are probably in that conversation. And the Ravens, they just got struck by the injury bug last year, so they should be back somewhere in the top ten. They were the most uh, they were the most banged up defense uh, injury most banged up team in NFL uh, history. Basically, it was insane how many injuries the Ravens dealt with last year. I'm just curious. This is just a just a blog, but this this is blog has like Steelers 16, Dolphins 13, uh, top 10 defenses, Ravens eight, and I'm sure Packers are somewhere here, right? They're probably a top. They're four. So maybe I overrate them a little bit, and this is just one even random still. sports blog. I, I should have gone to Warren Sharp. But I should have gone you, to Pro Football Focus. And even when you look outside the of, of these defenses, right? You let's look at the offense. It's you're facing. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, uh, and a group of running backs, and uh, whatever you think of Tua, that's fine. But regardless, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and a group of running backs that are really fast. Then you, then you get to go to Pittsburgh, where you have to face George Pickens, uh, Deontay Johnson, Clay, Chase Claypool, who, by the way, is massive, and you have one cornerback over six feet tall. Uh, on your entire roster, so that's good. Uh, unless you're going to match him up against a safety, Chase Claypool might eat that guy for lunch. So that's that's going to be fun. Then you get to go face go home, thank God, because then you welcome in the Ravens, and you get to face the most dynamic quarterback in the NFL in Lamar Jackson, and then you get to travel to Lambeau and take on the reigning not one, two-time MVP in Aaron Rodgers. Like, not even from a defensive perspective, from an offensive perspective, that is a nightmare. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. So, uh, again, cut-down day was pretty quiet for them other than closing the loop on how badly they botched the post-Gronkowski movement. You know, Asiasi and Dalton Keene both gone. Spent that money on Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, and still you don't feel like you have – I mean, I guess Hunter Henry is a good red zone threat, but Jonu Smith literally is could be – like, if he's released during the year or has a good year, it's the range of outcomes is wild. Yep. There's nothing to bank on with him. And everyone keeps I, – I, 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 I am hesitant to jump on board with, hey, it's going to be a breakout year for John o. Smith because he had so many freaking chances last year and just showed nothing. Yeah. He just showed nothing. So when, when Andy Hart and others are like, this is going to be it for him, I, I just don't. What, where's the evidence? Is there any evidence this is the breakout year for John o. Smith based on his years in Tennessee and what he did last year for the Patriot Office? No, he had one good outlier year in Tennessee, then got overpaid for it. That's what happened. He had one good red zone outlier year, and it wasn't even like amazing. Like he just had a bunch of touchdowns because Tannehill didn't in- throw an incomplete pass to him inside the twenty. 
Like that's that that was the difference. Probably a red flag that with no other good tight ends in the roster, Tennessee made no effort to re-sign that guy. Yep. Thinking back on it now, they had absolutely nobody. So, uh, once again, you're you're home for people yelling at you about the Patriots under. Uh, Beck, you Boston with Mutt and Shine. That's what we do Bingo. every day on this show. Uh, we will tell you to subscribe to the podcast as we get closer to football season. We'll start to look at week one uh, as early as tomorrow. Uh, you go to the Apple Podcast, Spotify, and, of course, uh, they're on the Odyssey app. Version 2 is out for people. They've downloaded the Odyssey app. They may be getting version 2. Hopefully it's easy to find the Beck UL Boston podcast. Shine, what else uh, for our degenerate friends on this Wednesday? Yeah, just make sure to tweet at us. Uh, leave a, a nice nice little comment, rate, and review. Uh, and, we, you know, we love to read them. We love to see what you guys' thoughts are. If you have any questions about the upcoming NFL season, how you want to bet things, uh, you know, just to bounce ideas off a wall. That's what we do here. Good gambling friends help their friends gamble smart. They don't. They don't let you make stupid bets. They don't make let you make stupid decisions with your money. So feel free to send us your questions. We'd love to chat about them. All right, Shime. Uh, we're a week away from football tomorrow. So very exciting time. We'll get into week one. We'll get into some divisional stuff uh, in the AFC East, and we'll do that all tomorrow morning on Thursday. Thanks, Shime. Can't wait, Matt. I'll talk to you then.